Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm SelectBet and this is our double bill edition of the podcast covering matches in Norway and Scotland this weekend. How's it going, Greg? How's it going, David? Yeah, good, good thanks, thank you. Well. Good. Good, good. We've we're, got uh, the end of the season already. Yeah, Norway. I know I was just going to say, Greg, we're at the, the last round of matches in Norway. We've got a, a card in Scotland, Greg. We just don't know how badly it's going to be affected by the weather. The, the weather's expected to hit well into the minuses this weekend before kick-off, which is uh, shorts weather in Norway, David. Mm, I mean, it's not. It's literally, <laughs> it's literally not been plus here for over a month. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're expecting the card to be wiped out, Greg, this weekend. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, decimated card this weekend. Not expecting many matches to go ahead. It's minus five again tonight. Minus five tomorrow night. I'd be surprised. Out of the 18 games that are due to go ahead on Saturday, if any more than four or five did, which is a yeah. real shame. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll cover some of the games. We've uh, got a couple of tips up on the channel. We're just not quite sure if they're going to go ahead, but we won't be wasting too much time on games in the lower leagues anyway, uh, which we think probably won't survive. But we'll cover Norway first. David, we're into the last round of fixtures uh, this season and Elita Siren still plenty to play for at the top and at the bottom. Uh, Bodo Glimt obviously got the title already, so not, but there's plenty to play for in terms of chasing a European place and trying to avoid a drop at the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bran, Tromsø and Viking still in the hunt for um, second and third place, which is the European spots. Um, they all they all won last week, um, importantly. And it leaves, yeah, a, a basically a last issue out. If Tromsø and Bran both win, then uh, they both get into Europe next year, which is obviously a fantastic achievement for them. Um, at the bottom, I think that's where most of the excitement is. Uh, four. Four goes into two. Um, in some way or the other. Um, Volleringer play Tromsø, which is by far the hardest game for any of them. Sandefjord play Lillestrøm, which is extremely interesting given the, the history between Volleringer and Lillestrøm this season and obviously the, the big rivalry. And Stabak play Haugesund, uh, pretty much loser, uh, goes down or is in the relegation playoff. So, yeah, some massive games in Norway this weekend. Haugesund yeah. will be kicking themselves, won't they? They were almost home and dry a few weeks ago. They had a point last week and they lost at Tromso. I guess there's no shame in losing away to Tromso, but they could find themselves in a really difficult position <laughs> come quarter to six on, on Sunday. They could go down. They could yeah. go down, which is it's, terrible, it's, really. They can go, they can go from 12th to 15th if they lose. I mean, in fairness, they lost... The odds are in their favour. Yeah, they lost at Lillestrøm, tough game. They lost against Brand, tough game. And they lost at Tromsø, another tough game. So they've had three tough games. But yeah, uh, this week, home to back, it's going to be an absolute... Yeah, it's, it's, it's all to play for. It's going to be an absolute classic. Yeah, and that's as good a place as any to start in terms of the games that we're going to look at this week. David, last week, uh, Stabag, what a result for them. A 2-1 win, uh, a 97th minute Kevin Cabran winner at Sandyfield, yeah. uh, and that's just made a, the world of difference to them going into this weekend. Yeah, just absolutely massive. Uh, 96th minute, as you say, it was a pretty even game. Uh, two teams battling out to try and try and avoid the drop, and he texted me at the time, the Bob Bradley, Bob Bradley working his magic, um, and Starback again, 
giving themselves a right good chance to avoid the drop, automatically avoid the drop, and even even better, it looks like. I mean, actually, maybe it doesn't even look like a draw would be enough to to put them in the playoff. Even a draw might not be enough to to keep them out of uh, the fifteen spots. So yeah, they've given themselves a chance going into the last day, and that's pretty much all you could ask for. Yeah, try to do some maths before we come on here, Greg. <laughs> I think we could have, would have been better having Carol Waterman on here than than us three. Um, try to work out all the permutations as to who can stay up and who's going yeah, to go down. Yeah, there's a lot, isn't there? Yeah, there is a lot, but it should be a fascinating uh, final match day. Last weekend in Norway, all eight matches went over 1.5, and we were just one goal short in the Volerenga match um, for over 2.5 goals. The bookie is taking no chances this week, absolutely <laughs> none whatsoever. We're only getting 18 to 1 on all eight matches over 2.5 goals, which is an absolute disgrace. But on Volerenga, though, they, they did the business last week, which was good, and it allows us to get into this match day 30 with um, lots to play for still. Yeah, um, and just on the the big games at the bottom of that, obviously, Haugesson and V. Massive game for both clubs, actually. Troms are still chasing uh, Europa Conference League spot, um, so they're looking for a win there. Uh, and... Yeah, we've got Sandy Fjord at home to Lillstrom. Touching on that Haugesson Stabat game, David, a draw, as you say, might see both teams eventually ending up going down. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a really it's a really interesting game. A draw suits neither. Um I think a draw might be enough. It might be enough for both. Uh, might be not enough for both of them. Uh, it's, it's a, yeah, so basically if Stabak and Haugesson draw and Vollering and Sandefjord both win, so that leaves Stabak in 15th and Haugesund in 14th. Simple as that. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a really interesting game. I think um, it's going to be feisty. Um, Stabak going away to Haugesund, it won't be easy. Haugesund have generally been a decent home team. Um, six wins from their 14 home games this year, so they've got 20 of their 30 points at home. So they've been doing most of their damage there. Stabak's away for him, pretty shoddy. One win out of 14. Um, that's just eight points they've picked up on the road this year. So how good should they right, rightly favourites? Um, and I wouldn't back them at the price because I think it's just going. This is just a it's a really tough tough game to pick with with obviously so much on the line. So what I, what I had to be look at was just some of the card some of the card markets, some of the players that I thought might be involved. In a midfield scrap, which um, it could well turn out to be, um, and the two I picked out were uh, Kevin Kriegord from Haugesund. He's been booked four times this this season, sent off once, um, and he's been playing in midfield since the new manager took over. And uh, the other one is Stavak's Carlos Edwards. Uh, sorry, Curtis. That's a, Cur- Curtis. That's Edwards. a great name, David. Paul, um, and I can see that. That's great. Yeah, Cur- Curtis, Curtis Edwards. <laughs> sorry, Curtis Edwards. Um, yeah, Curtis Edwards as well. Just um, plays in midfield. Quite slow. I could see him getting maybe pulling somebody back later on in the game in a counter attack or something. And uh, yeah, he's been. Booked, I think he's been booked four times as well this season. But he'll be play, playing in the midfield. The two of them together to get booked is twenty-five to one. And I think uh, in a game where I can see, I can just see there being bookings this weekend in this game. Um, it's going to be feisty. There's so much on the line for both of them that I can, yeah, I can see it getting a bit tasty. And two two players that are primed for getting booked for twenty-five to one, I'll, I'll take some of that. It's a real shame that we don't get team cards 
yes. markets here. Yes, that's game. We, we get player car markets, yeah. but we don't get team car markets. And like you say, last game of the season in some of these matches, there's going to be cards and plenty of them. That said, we probably get a pretty low line, a pretty high line, sorry, in some of these games. But I think you're absolutely right. I don't think you can back any of the sides to win these games, and especially in this match where it's so important. I think cards, goals, corners, definitely the right approach to take. Yeah, I actually just yeah. had a look back. Kevin Kriegord got sent off in the game away at Stabak, so uh, obviously there's something, something good on there. Yeah, uh, so Kevin Kriegord and, and Curtis Edwards. Curtis, 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 Edwards. Curtis Eddie Edwards. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess cards isn't the worst angle in a, a do-or-die game like this, David. Uh, Greg, you quite fancy corners, though. Yeah, I do. A bit, a bit like last week's game for um, Stabak. It was Sandy Fjord they played. I think there was 13 or 14 in that match. I just think the dynamics of this match, whoever goes behind is going to have to go for it. So I think in that respect, over 10.5 corners is 11 to 10. I must admit, I was very surprised to see the line set as low as that for two sides that don't hit that low numbers. So obviously, given how important this game is as well, every chance we see 11 corners in this game. And I think that was a, a nice price. I think a lot of the lines this year have been set at over 11.5. So to get 10.5 in a crucial game like this, both sides hitting decent numbers as well, more than happy to back that at 11 to 10. Yeah, I looked at that myself. I quite like that. And it was quite similar thing on the Volodenga game. Two teams that need to win will be attacking no matter what the score is. So I thought that was two, two games that really stood out for me in the corner front. It'd be nice to end the season, a nice corners winning bet, Greg. Yeah, I think corners has been a good mainstay for the channel now for, God, two, three seasons anyway. In fact, probably since we started, to be fair, uh, we do enjoy uh, a corners angle. And it's worked really well for us um, in whatever league we bet on, um, especially on, on the bet builder. But I know in Norway, it's definitely a league we've um, enjoyed backing corners on. Absolutely. Uh, we'll recap these bets at the end of the podcast. Let's have a wee look at the, the other vital game down there at the bottom and at the top. It's following a V Trom. So, um, and I think I said to you, David, before we started recording here, that things are both in Volarenga's hands, but also out of Volarenga's hands. Um, bottom line is they must win this one. Yeah, they absolutely have to win. There's, there's no other result that saves them. Um, I just think that they couldn't have asked for a harder fixture, I don't think. It's a terrible game, isn't it? It's a terrible yeah. game, it really is. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, apart from Bran and Viking, those three, anyone else, and they would have taken it, I think. Um, just a team like Tromsø coming in good form, coming needing a win to get into a European spot for the first time in a good number of years. Um, I just think it's a horrible, horrible fixture for Volleringa in front of what will be a full crowd, expecting crowd, um, expecting them to stay up. Yeah, I guess the same um, is true for Tromso as well, though, David. It's a horrible fixture for them to be having to yeah, beat Volleringa. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's true. They, in a game they needed to win, they needed to win to, to get European spot, they would have liked a team with nothing to play for, absolutely. Um, one thing about Volleringa, they do set level and points with Sandefjord, but what I will say is Sandefjord are playing Lillestrøm this weekend, so... Gearbacker, we've a lot of us have seen the TIFO that Gearbacker was put up in the in the Lillestrøm Volleringa game. He's the former Lillestrøm manager. He left to go to huge rivals Volleringa this year. The the chance for Lillestrøm to let Sandefjord win 
and and put boring in the relegation mire is is just it, it's too hard to avoid. And the bookies have seen it as well. They, they put Sanafjord at one point five five, um, so they're not messing about. But there's no, I just I don't see a chance Leila Strom go there and get a result. Like they won't, they don't want to. Like there's absolutely no way they want to. So. So I can't see anything other than a Sandefjord win, which means Wolleringer need to win, um, need to win to get out of the relegation zone. And I just, yeah, I, and I just, they've not been good enough. The, they've not the been good is, enough at home this year. The bookies have got the same view also, um, just above one to two now, I think, for Sandefjord to win this match, which is quite remarkable given where they are in the league. But as I said last week, it's not really about what's happened in the past. This is all about now and getting results. Mm. So I can understand why Sandy Fjord are, are so short. And as David said, that rivalry piece really comes into the mix here. And obviously it puts huge pressure also on Volarenga, knowing that they're going to get no favours um, from Lillestrom in, in this in this match. But yeah, it's just above one to two for Sandy Fjord. And I think based on that, you, you have to be backing them. Yeah. And and we should say now, Lee Oslo waiting in Obos League and for Volleringer to drop down. They beat Hood. Uh, they beat Hood three 0 in the first leg uh, the other day. So they're 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 almost yeah almost certainly waiting for uh, Volleringer to to drop down and join them for an Oslo Oslo party next year for the the Gamble Boys. Yeah, and Greg and I have committed. Have we, Greg? We committed. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, we committed last to- week. To be in Oslo for the Oslo Derby should Volarenga go down and lean Oslo go up. So it will be a, uh, yeah. a gambler betting podcast live from Norway at some point at the end of next season. <laughs> yes, you heard it here first. Um, so in terms of betting angle, Greg, um, you've got something that covers both the Volarenga and the Sandy Field game. I, I do. I was kind of torn between Volarenga. Obviously, I'm a huge Volarenga fan after their nap win last week uh, even money and again there's nothing to go on following have been dire absolutely dire this season and to have I guess the confidence to back them at an app stake to win a must-win game away from home was great so it was great for the channel to get that in but huge win for them it'll give them a bit of confidence for this game they were six to four to win this match following now into five to four but as we just said playing Tromso and Trums are machines on the road. They really are. I, I do have a sneaky feeling Volringer will definitely get something from the match. Just they're at home. It's a must win. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they can get at least a point, which might do them or might not. But I don't see them losing this. So I think for me, quite a straightforward double. Sandy Fjord to win against Lowestrom and Volringer double chance. And that pays just above five to four. So a decent double there. Yeah, I just want to quote David's message that he put in the group chat uh, earlier in the week. Leo Strom hate Volarenga. Plus, <laughs> plus their manager left to go there. Absolute nailed on win for Sandy Fjord to help send Volarenga. That was enough down. for me. That was enough for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and David, you're putting your money where your mouth is as well. Yeah. Also got Sandy Fjord in a double this weekend. I do. Yeah, I just, as I say, I just can't see anything other than a Sandy Fjord win. I just don't see Leo Strom doing anything. I don't know if they'll play a weak team or if they'll just go out there and just let Sandefjord win. But um, yeah, doubling it up with Odd. Um, Odd are at home to Olesund this week. Olesund, since they pretty much confirmed relegation four games ago, they've lost 6-1, now 3, 1-0 uh, at Boulder games and now 4 last week at home to Viking. 
an absolute capitulation. Um, it's fair to say that is, um, yeah, that's what uh, 14 goals conceded, one scored in the last four games. So they travelled to Odd, who uh, not been in great form themselves, but a home game for them. Uh, I'd expect them to to roll over all assumed in the last game of the season to give their ha- uh, fans a, a happy send off into the winter. Um, and so, yeah, Odd and, Odd and Sanfield double pays um, 2.4. So that's uh, yeah, that's my double for this week. It's pretty seventy-five, David. Seventy-five. Seventy-five. Sorry. <laughs> before we before we leave the bottom of the table, I'm not letting you away without predicting who's going to finish in that automatic spot and who's going to finish uh, in the playoff place. So, Craig, you can go first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the playoff spots, I am going to go for Stabic. Okay. And I think Volenga will. Sorry, I'll start again. Oh. Yeah, Stavik in the um, playoff spot and Volenga to go down. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I agree. I agree with that. That's my. That was what I was going to say as well. So some consensus there. Um, and I yeah. do, to be honest with you, it'd be great to see Volenga in the Obis League next year. Ah, get them on goals and corners next year for the boys. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be an absolute massacre. <laughs> if they go down, they'll definitely come straight back up. Yeah, you'd imagine, and yeah. oh, we get definitely. the um, we get the Oslo derby. So I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. I'm just hoping so we can do that Oslo trip, Craig. That's that's what I'm can, interested we in. We can do it anyway. We can go we'll watch, anyway. We can go yeah. watch uh, Kofa or Lelystrom or Ballerenga uh, or Le- yeah. so many, so many opportunities. We do need to take in the YMCA boys as well, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> um, OK, let's have a wee quick look at the top end of the table. We've already covered Tromso's trip to Volarenga. Uh, we've got Viking, who host Rosenborg. Um, yeah, they're a fairly short price this weekend, as you would expect, against a Rosenborg team who have ah, lost their last two, so it's not as if they're going into this final game of the season in any great winning for them, David. No, I think, I think if Viking were going for the title... Then Rosenberg would go there to try and upset them, but I just think because of the way Viking have collapsed and the way Rosenberg have just ended the last two games, I can't see anything other than a, a Viking win uh, here. You're, so, um, you're, su- you're suggesting quite a bit of skullduggery in this Norwegian league, David. <laughs> There's a lot of hate. <laughs> no, um, I just I just can't see Rosenberg getting motivated enough to to beat them. I just. They've been really poor. Um, that last the home game last week, there was a couple of like club legends uh, playing their last home game, and they couldn't even get up enough for that to beat Storm's God set at home. So I can't see them going to Viking and getting anything. Viking have looked a lot better since they decided, well, since they can't win the league anymore. They they they've, they've looked a lot better. So um, yeah, I, I can see Viking beating Rosenborg here. Um, and what was it? One point five. 1.44, yeah, so 1.44. 4 to 9. 4 to 9. It's part of a double um, with uh, with something in the brand game. I'm, I'm happy, to, happy to take on. Okay, we'll get to the brand game now then, Greg. They have a three-point cushion um, over Viking. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who are in fourth. Sorry, it's getting so complicated at times now. Uh, uh, yeah, so... They're in pole position, obviously, but they go to Strum's God set. Brian, last week, Greg, cruising 4-0 against Bodo Glimt. Uh, I think Bodo rested a few players, David. They did. Pellegrino was on the bench. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's about it, but to be honest, uh, they just didn't look at it in the first half. 
went and was at four 0 at one point, and then they got a couple of goals back, which was nice because I had them on to score two goals in the even money, so that was all good. Did, it was a Absolutely. really good show. Yeah. We spoke a lot about this game last week, and I think for me, I was aboard the brand train just in the fact that still stuff to play for. But David obviously knows Bora well and knows they score goals, so it's still yeah. score two, which was, was, a, was a great call. Another five tonight in Europe, so they're yeah, still yeah. on the goal front. But yeah, no, yeah. I think Bran, Bran almost confirmed a European spot, but um, yeah, that um, that uh, second second place will be something that they're really keen to get after promotion. That would be a really good achievement. I guess the only note of caution in this game is that Strom's got set. They've won four out of their last five, and of those four wins, they've come against Tromsø and Viking, the other two teams who are vying for that that final European spot. Yeah, they've, they've done a lot better recently. Strom's got set finished the season pretty strongly, um, going to finish in the top half, which is a pretty impressive season um, given their squad. Um, got quite a lot of young players, so yeah, uh, good for the future for them. But I just think Bran. Well, to be honest, I can see. I think Bran will win. But for me, uh, part of the double is Brand to score two goals. It's something that they've done a lot this season. Basically, they've scored uh, 55 goals, which is, um, yeah, pretty good going for a, for a, a um, team that's just come up from the second division. They scored four last week against Bodeglame, two the week before, two the week before. And I'm backing them to score at least two in this this week. It's some squad set as part of the double uh, with Feeking, which pays, um, I think it pays just over, just over even money. Yeah, not too dissimilar to your double, Greg. Very similar. Uh, I'm getting a slightly better price, I think, because we're getting a better price on Brand to win the match rather than score two goals. And obviously, as you know, a, a huge advocate of backing teams to score two, but I'm I'm opting for the the win here. I think that four-two win last weekend for Brand at home is just terrific. Really good for them. And I, I know Strom's God's say have been good. Another decent at home. They're on a good run at the moment, but. I think Bran will want to get the job done and be the best of the rest. And I think either way, with David's two goals and if they do score two goals, they win the game. They win yeah. the game, yeah. 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 And I think that that doubled up with Viking, and I totally agree with David. There's absolutely no chance for me Rosenborg are going to go to Viking and get anything for the match. Their season right. is done. Yeah. While and... we're while we're just talking about like. Bran and Viking and how well they've done, right? I just wanted to I just wanted to talk about some players because Bordfina has been brilliant this year. Sixteen goals coming up from the over oh, twenty five goal involvements, right? How far? Like you, David. Like you. Yeah. How? <laughs> and what I want to ask you is, how far behind is he in the goal involvements and the goals plus assists? How far behind is he, Amal Pellegrino? Many's oh. got twenty five. He's got twenty five. Just in the is, league? Yes, just in the um, league. 15. Yeah. Not quite, but Amal Pellegrino has 37 goal involvements this year. 23 wow. goals, 14 assists, just 33 years old. What an, what another incredible so that's, season. That's, so that, that was 15 more, so he's got, he's, got, he's got 37 in total. 37 total, so he's got 12 more than, uh, than Borfina. Um, yeah. Can, can we just, just talk about the, the goal of the season? Uh, yes. Video as well. well, I think David and I both were all yeah. over that today. Yeah, add me to that list as well. It's a great. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's the most aesthetically pleasing goal you'll see all yes. season, and I love goals like that. He's not yeah. battered it. He's not shut his eyes and just hit it as hard as he can. He's taken a great first touch. Yeah. His first touch has taken him back into play. 
going away from goal, and he yeah. just wrapped his foot around it. It's just a glorious, yeah. glorious and, finish. Uh, somebody, I saw somebody it's one of several brilliant goals in that uh, video clip. It's definitely worth a look. Is it on your timeline, Greg? Yes. Yeah. I'll be involved in it as well. Yeah. I just just on that on that goal, the, the commentator says something like, um, oh, "What a goal! An absolute trademark goal from Pellegrino." And I think if you didn't watch him, you'd go like, "How can that type of goal be a trademark goal? Like it's <laughs> such a goal." But like it's just total Pellegrino, like. Well, it's one for the halfway line. That, that was next on the reel, right? So the, yeah. it's part of the goal of the season. That was next on the reel. That was that this season. Now he was in his own half, and don't get me wrong, it was a fantastic goal. But it's gone. I don't <laughs> know how he's managed to score because it's it the highest on it. chip. It wasn't even a chip. But it's gone to the moon. They come back yeah, down. It's absolutely it. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, some player. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely worth a wee look if you're uh, if you're on either David or Greg's timeline, you'll find it there. It's a wee show reel of some of the best goals in, in the elite season this season. Um, okay, as I say, we'll wrap up. Uh, uh, we've got one more thing to just mention on Norway, and that is that the what do we call this? It's listed on Blasco as the final playoff <laughs> the uh, final of League. I guess, yeah. Um. Yeah, which is between Kongsfinger and Christian Sund and Greg last week. Oh, me. Left you absolutely raging. Really fancied start last week. Really, really fancied them. We talked about why we fancied them. Best home record in the league along with Fredrikstad. Most goals scored at home against Brunner. We got a great price. Two bets for that match. Then I'm sitting here I was actually in Edinburgh um, in the pub after the Saints Hearts game, checking the phone, and it came into play. So great, quarter past six, duty start at six o'clock, nothing yet, and it disappeared. And I spoke to David, and um, they initially had issues with the undersole heating, which I believe wasn't uh, turned on. But over yeah, they didn't turn it on. They didn't turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, start did not turn the undersole heating on, and they were warming up, and then the rest decided it was not safe. Um, and so yeah, it was quite strange. I think there was chat that they were going to play the next day in uh, at Odds Stadium in uh, Shane as a kind of halfway house. But um, by the time it got to around midday the next day, and there was still no decision, it became pretty clear that they were going to kickstart out. And uh, that's, that's amazing for a whole season's happens. worth of work. I, I don't think that would happen here. I, I don't, don't think so. for a second that would happen in Scotland. Um, if that happened here, they would not do that. Incredible. I, just, I was stunned uh, to understand a season's yeah. worth of work gone because I didn't put under some heating on. Absolutely incredible. I, I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm very surprised it didn't go to the next day and just be like, right, you're playing, you're playing Sunday, get on with it. Absolutely. And nah, the Christian game last out. night, the, the nah. Christian game last night, one-one full time, went to extra time, and Christian soon threw. Two in penalties, yeah. Uh, Four two in penalties, yeah. So tough game for them going to Kongsvinger on Sunday, but uh, winner of that will play. Starback, we'll they're going to finish we'll 14th. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did forget to ask you who, who you think would finish second and third, but I'm guessing that it will be as is based on the fact that you think Polarenga are going to go down, which means that Thromas will, will win. And also, your tips include uh, well, Bran and Viking uh, to win their game. So, yeah, I think we'll just finish as is, David. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, Greg's, Greg, Greg has back in the double chance of Vollering, and I think that game will finish with one goal either way. Um, whether Vollering get it or Tromso get it, I think it's going to be a really tight game. I can I can see them losing out, get drawn with Vollering and losing out on goal difference, and that would be a real shame. 
given the season that they've had. I can definitely see that happen. Okay. Okay, plenty to keep an eye on this weekend uh, in Norway. Um, let's have a wee look at Scotland. Greg, as we say, I don't think there's going to be too much on the games and the, the top flight might well survive. Possibly. I know that Kilmarnock have got undersole heating for their plastic pitch on under, Saturday. Under plastic and St Johnston will be fine against Celtic. Uh, Hibs v Aberdeen will be fine. And um, who else is playing on Sunday? Rangers St Mirren. Rangers St Mirren, yeah, so... Paisley will be fine as well. So there'll be four games played, probably. Question marks over Livingston, who had a game postponed last year due to frost, despite having a, a plastic pitch. But down the leagues, any grass pitch is going to be called off. And I'd still expect some of the Ashley Tough pitches to be called off as well. They still yeah. get frozen, yeah. <laughs> believe it or yeah. not. Yeah. So yeah. we're not going to spend, I'm not going to spend time and effort going through what we normally go through, because ultimately these games are not going to go ahead. But what we can do, We'll touch upon last week and we'll just run through some of the games we have highlighted on the on the channel in case they are on. Uh, but saying that, there is one of them from the Premiership. Uh, I'm sure that will go ahead on, on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, before we have a look at those, Greg, it was quite a good weekend last week and it's given us quite a strong end to the month on the channel. Yeah, yeah Saturday's been really good on, on the channel, especially in Scotland, but we've finished November really strongly. We had three winners again on Saturday. Um... The main bets on the Saturday in Scotland are going really well. So we had Cove again. They were probably the best bet of the weekend. 11 to 10 to score two. Actually, Genefield Swift were the best bet of the weekend. Yeah, no, sorry, Clyde. So that came in. We had corners double between Dundee and Hibs and Hearts to get corners as well. And we had, a, I think, a, a lower league goals bet up in England. But ultimately, this weekend's decimated. However, looking at the matches, you've got Ross County travel to Livingston. Now, Derek Adams has just taken over a point in his first game and three points on Tuesday night against away day strugglers St Mirren. The um, the rot has well and truly set in, hopefully, away from home for <laughs> St Mirren. They're away to Perth next week, away to St Johnson next yeah, week, so yeah. that'll be an interesting game. But Ross County, tails are up. Great for corners. they got another seven on Tuesday night, they've got nine against Kilmarnock. They've been really good to us on the channel. And as we know, Livingston are an absolute free fall, and I am loving it. Um, we've got them to finish bottom at eight to one and bottom two, five to two. So there's a potential 20 point win there just off Livy finishing bottom. A long, long way to go. However, they're in the mix. They're absolutely in the mix, and they will be in the mix right up until the last game of the season. Yeah, I was gutted about the Ross County one. I, as you know, I was very keen on them last weekend, back to them. And then, obviously, they drew, and I missed them against <laughs> in midweek. So I still think they're a, they're a good price at 2-1 this weekend, Greg. Yeah, I must admit, I totally agree. Livingston have lost their last six games, scoring one goal. Things aren't looking good at the, the Tony Macaroni arena. So 2-1 um, for Ross County, I think it's a very attractive price, but more than happy to get on Ross County corners. To get four corners and to double chance is 21 to 20, which I think is a great shout. Yeah, it's not bad. I just want to kind of recap some of the Livy stats that quoted last week by adding a one. <laughs> <on the> other, <laughs> uh, so now six straight defeats. They've now not scored in the last five. It's now just one goal in the last 10 from open play. Uh, overall, it's 1-1 one, one in 12. 1-1, one, one, drawn three and lost eight. And I just think, again, that new manager bounce with Eric Adams, I just think 2-1. Two 2-1 one, two one just looks like a price that you've kind of got to take on. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, I, you've I got a choice. Well. You've, you've got um, 
five to four for Livy or two to one for Ross County. It's an absolute no-brainer, yeah. given how Livy are doing. And plus, uh, Ross County have definitely got a lift since Derek Adams came in, and they were, I think they're well-deserved winners. I think against it on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, David. I know Greg had kind of pre-warned you that most of these games are going to be off, and you don't have too, too many notes on these, so feel free to jump in um, at any time. We're going to have yeah, a quick no, I, I scored a winner for Queen of the South in a two-one-two-one <laughs> win against Derek Adams Ross County back in two thousand and eleven. So, uh, <laughs> Wonderful. That's a that's a bit. That's all you want to jump in and just tell us how many goals you've scored against each team. That's absolutely fine. I'll, as well. I won't be on very long. <laughs> uh, Greg, <laughs> let's just very quickly look at the other fixtures. Come on, for your heart. Hearts. Uh, we always kind of speak about how good Kelly are at home. We speak about how bad Hearts are away. Uh, Hearts have actually won three and lost three away from home. Kelly haven't won away at all at home all se- uh, away all season, but they have won four and drawn two of the seven games at Rugby Park. Uh, I guess the the one thing that puts me off, Kilmarnock, is the former uh, Lauren Shank at the moment. Well, he wasn't that great last week, and he's he somehow managed to be the winner. No, did he? I thought it was Boyce that yeah. scored. No. Well, ap- apart from that, he... Did you have a good weekend, mate? <laughs> that was a, was a, lo- a long, long day. <laughs> well, I, I, okay, he scored, but other than that, I'm not just saying this because I'm biased, but he wasn't involved at all in the game. But you're absolutely right. He's in good scoring form for club and country in the Scotland mix now as well. I don't think this is a game anyone can get involved in. I really don't. Possibly corners, because Kamarat do okay at home for corners. Hearts actually do really well for corners this season, um, home and away. But I think Hearts are in a great position based on the fact that the league's that poor. And I know that Stephen Naismith's on the verge of probably getting manager of the month for November, which is well-deserved. They're unbeaten in November. I, I don't think Hearts fans are too pleased with how they're playing. I think they're maybe expecting a bit more in terms of expansive football and free-flowing football and entertainment, but they're getting the job done. They're winning games. But Kelly at home, though, tough. Very, very tough. So um, give yourself peace and look for something else, really. This is not a match to be getting involved in. Yeah, I've got another two games that are like that this weekend, I think. Motherwell, <laughs> Motherwell at home with Dundee. Um, Motherwell got a, a massive uh, point for them last weekend. Still one less than 10, but that's kind of kept the wolves from the door a wee bit as far as Stuart Kettwell is concerned. Oh, it totally does. I think we spoke last week. Had they come into this match off the back of this game, off, off the back of a hiding, then the, the David will know this, the morale around the club will be totally different. But that's a massive, massive lift for the players getting a draw there. And they'll maybe fancy their chances against Dundee. But Dundee themselves having a really good season, I guess a lot better at home than away, like a lot of clubs in the league. I wouldn't like to call a winner in this match, but I do think we'll see goals. I think there's goals in this game. Yeah, I think it speaks volumes for how Dundee have done, that you're actually quite surprised to see Hibs going win there at Dens Park last week. Yeah, totally. Hibs are a bit of Jekyll and Hyde at the moment, but that was a great win for Hibs last week. Really, really good yeah. win against a, a really good Dundee team. So speaking of Hibs, they host Aberdeen. Aberdeen have drawn 2-2 in Finland tonight, which I guess a fairly decent result again. I think they rested a few players in there starting 11. Uh, the notes I've got is do not touch uh, in this game. Hibs at even money, Aberdeen at 23-10. One thing that, that interests me a wee bit was just looking back at Hibs forum. Now, Lee Johnson got the sack just before the second leg of the Aston Villa game. Since then, they've played 13 games. They've only lost two of those, Greg. They have, yeah. And that was probably to Rangers, Rangers and Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Aberdeen in the Cup, yeah. This is a really difficult one to call. 
if I had to pick one, I would definitely pick Hibbs on the basis that they didn't play tonight. And see what you like. Aberdeen's team tonight was obviously a bit of a um, rotated squad playing tonight, but still a tough gig playing away on a Thursday night and playing on a Sunday. And Hibs will be fresh from last week's win against Dundee. I did look at Hibs' goals to score two. And I think potentially match goals is a good shout as well in this game. Over 2.5 yeah. match goals. Hibs to score two looks pretty good. Like they did it at Dundee. Um, did it at St Mirren as well. And uh, the, the home of Ross County as well. So that's three of the last four games. And if you look at Aberdeen, they conceded obviously six at Celtic. Um, conceded... Um, two in a 4-2 win at Motherwell and they conceded two in a 2-0 defeat to Kelly so yeah decent result against Rangers last week but um, yeah coming from Helsinki where they conceded another two I think yeah. uh, two head goals at even money looks pretty decent I think yeah, this I think... match as well is Aberdeen you don't really know what Aberdeen said are going to turn up because at times this season they've been really good Aberdeen especially in Europe but other times they've been absolutely woeful Greg and it's, it's the December and they're tenth in the table. Yeah, I know, really bad, isn't it? That that cup yeah. final was really giving him a bit of breathing space mm-hmm. alongside mm-hmm. some decent performances in Europe. But then he started picking up points, or they're going to become. It's going to become to the point where they're that far behind the teams pushing for third and fourth mm-hmm. that Aberdeen fans aren't going to accept that. Yeah. I mean, and they, yeah. they won't accept a defeat on Sunday. That's for sure. No. Yeah. Um, Celtic Rangers both play on Sunday as well. Greg Celtic are at St Johnson. Uh, Kootenbuster last weekend, I guess. You know, everyone Absolutely. would have been piling into Celtic and maybe Celtic corners, though, Paul. Celtic corners. Many was First it? half corners. Um, six in the first half. I don't even They got 12 in the match. Right. So that was 12. And I think they got 11 against Aberdeen at home as well. So, yeah, um, yeah definitely something to look out for. Um, defeat in Rome again. Champions League, albeit I thought they did well for, for 80 minutes until they conceded. Um, I don't know if you're going on Sunday. Greg, no. but um, no, okay. <laughs> um, do you give St Johnson much of a chance here? Not really. Uh, I think defensively we've been a lot better in recent weeks. We're not shipping as many goals. I thought we played okay against Hearts last week. We limited Hearts to very few chances, a lot of long range shots and goal. Hearts fans may differ, but if we'd got a draw in that match, I don't think it would have been a, um, a robbery. Any stretch of the imagination. Our problem is that we don't score goals. We do not create enough chances, and that's something that Craig Levine knows he needs to rectify in the January transfer window. Just really toothless going forward. Obviously, it's the same with Livingston. So, no surprise to see the two sides who have got the least attacking threat in the league, both of them occupying the bottom two spots in the yeah, league. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I think this is probably a, a comfortable. Celtic win. Some may argue that we may get the wrath of Celtic dropping points last week and obviously losing on um, in Rome in the Champions League during the midweek. So, and Celtic's record against us as well. It's quite horrible, really, for St Johnson Mm. fans. That record is tremendous. They don't lose very often in Perth. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to have a bet in this match, but you have to imagine a, a very comfortable away win. Yeah, and Rangers playing tonight as well as we're recording are currently 1-1 at Ibrooks in the Europa League. Uh, they host St Mirren on Sunday and St Mirren have really lost the momentum that they seem to have earlier in the season, Greg. They have, and I think that's down to the fact they've played a couple of away games. They obviously they lost heavily at Dundee two weeks ago, which is a sore one. And they were due that, to be fair. They were due a, a bad result. 
but to then follow that up with a really poor performance away to St Mirren. They've got a big win at home against Livingston. So I think for St Mirren, their home form is going to do them really well this season and they'll still be looking. They're still in a great place, let's, let's be honest. They're still in a fantastic position in the league, but they really need to sort that waveform out and you're not going to finish third or fourth with a rubbish waveform as much yeah. as your home form is good. So I, I don't hold out much hope for St Mirren on on, on Sunday, I really don't. Yeah, I don't think Rangers were particularly impressive at Aberdeen last weekend away. Uh, Tavernier penalty. It's now seven for the season for Tavernier, uh, and as I say, they're being held uh, at home in the the Conference League tonight. Uh, I just think they're kind of a different animal. Ibrooks most of the time, aren't they? Yeah, they don't drop many points at home, do they? And I, I think even if they are kind of some performance-wise, they'll, they'll still get the job done. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think three, whatever happens here, you'd have to expect three points, but I don't think there'll be much of a, an angle here for me. Yeah, indeed. Okay, as we say, we don't expect many uh, lower league games to go ahead, but yeah, I've got a couple of bets up on the channel, which we'll just touch on before we wrap up, Greg. Uh, first of those is at Air United, they host Arbroath. Arbroath said goodbye to Dick Campbell this week, uh, one of the, the characters of Scottish football. When I say goodbye, he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> he just left his position. I think I don't know if he was the longest or second longest serving manager, Greg. I think he was the longest. I think was mm. it longest or second longest? Jim yeah, McNally still at Peter Head. He was there for a long time, wasn't he? A long, long time. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you fancy obviously it's been a, a rotten run for our growth. Uh, six defeats in a row, knocked out of both cups, um, and you just fancy it to capitalise on that. Well, a couple of things. One, Arbroath played on Tuesday and lost 3-0 you know, away to the Fairmont. Number two, their manager list. Number three, their absolutely hemorrhaging goals, Arbroath. I think it's 17 in their last four or five games have conceded Arbroath. A shocking number. Ayr are due a home win. Let's be clear about that. Ayr are most definitely due a home win. They're 8-11 now. Air, we got them just a shade low evens, I think at 19 to 20. So again, this match probably won't go ahead, but as we say every week, we beat, we kind of beat the, open, the the closing line every single week on the channel. Um, if I'm putting it up at 5 to 4, it's going off at 4 to 6. And that pretty much happens to every bet we put up in Scotland. This bet, this game is no, no different. 19 to 20 for Air, now 8 to 11. I uh, spoke to Stuart. Uh, Wilson today, he, he doesn't expect the game to go ahead. There's parts of the pitch that don't get any sunlight and they're really already really frozen already. So yeah. um, it's a real shame because I would have really fancied Ayr. But let, let's speak about uh, in terms of the match, does it go ahead? Ayr to win, uh, 8 to 11 now. I probably wouldn't back them at 8 to 11, to be honest with you. The, the, the kind of price has gone a little bit on that, but I, I guess that's the benefit of being on the channel. And uh, since David's with us, let's ask him if he's ever scored the winner at Air United or <laughs> uh, No, what I was, well, I did get, I got promoted. Uh, no, I didn't get promoted at Arbroath for beating them in the semis, but I did score against Dick Campbell's four for, for Falkirk in a 4 0 win. So, you know. That shows, you how long, that shows you how long Dick Campbell's been around. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, was, well, that was a bit later. That was 20, 2013, I think. Yeah, no, it's, not, it's not too bad. It's only ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other, the other bet you've got up on the channels in League Two again, Stenhouse Muir, more kind of central belt. But I just don't know if that one's going to go ahead either. They host Bonnie Rig. Well, yes, yeah, they're playing plastic pitch, so I'm not, I'm not sure. But let's pretend it is going to go ahead. And Stenny are having a fantastic season now. Uh, league leaders, obviously, it's very, very tight in in League Two. And it's not a, a, a league we tend to 
uh, dive into too often. However, at home, they're at home against a Bonnerig side who just can't defend. And the fact as well, Stenny have won their last four on the spin, scoring three, two, three and three in those victories. Uh, Matt Aitken scored five goals across those four games. And I think Stenny have now scored two or more goals now in five of their last six at home. So in great form, look, a very strong selection for me against Bonnie Rigg, who have now, I think, they've shipped two goals in each of their last six um, league matches. And they've also lost two goals against each of the three clubs above them. So Peterhead, Spartans and Dumbarton, all vying for places alongside Stenny in terms of promotion. This is probably the toughest it gets for Bonnie Rigg, I would say. And there's a very good chance Stenny collect another two goals in this game. And if they do, um, add double chance to that. And that pays 20 to 23. And that's probably our yeah. main bet from the lower leagues in Scotland. And what I would say as well is at 20 to 23, it's now, I think, 4 to 5. So still back about 4 to 5 in this one. Yeah, it's a good angle on a team that are 8 to 15. Um, yeah. Um, no, just on uh, just on Stenny. Um, tough yep. place to go, Oakview. Um, I scored there for Queen's Park. Um, and my wife saw me score there for for breaking. One of the one of the very few goals my wife seen me score. So that's. Uh, I thought you said she scored there. I thought fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. They're, uh... So yeah, he scored scored a few goals there for for Queens Park and uh, breaking. We should, uh, we should have a, a goals. We should have a separate kind of this is your life podcast with you, David, and tell, <laughs> tell us about all the places that you've. We'll do that for the tenth year anniversary. We're halfway through it almost, so five years time, David, we'll get a this is your life and ten testimonial, a gambler <laughs> testimonial. <laughs> One thing I would like to do is, um, I know we give a lot of stick out on the podcast, and it's it's universal. No one's safe from any criticism, and it's usually warranted. But I think we've got to point out that Cove Rangers have been this, the, the form team in Scotland now for over the, for the past month. What a turnaround there's been there at Cove since probably the start of October. Bearing in mind, they were kind of down with Queen of the South. It was a must-win match for both sides. They won that 1-0. They've won seven games in a row now. And they're nine games unbeaten. No, sorry, ten games unbeaten. Won seven games in a row. Through to the next round of the Scottish Cup. And they're, I say only, they're eight points behind Hamilton. But they're now in 25 points and very much look like they'll be uh, an absolute banker now for the playoffs. So, well done, Cove Rangers. 5-1 to one at Falkirk uh, this weekend. I know. that's um, Honestly, I wouldn't be backing Falkirk in that game without, given the price they are and how good Cove have been. But again, it's, if it goes ahead, um, I wouldn't be touching Falkirk at that price. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, okay, I think right. that's us. I think we've talked enough. <laughs> <laughs> for, for this week. Um, can you just give us a wee recap of your bets both in Norway, well, Norway, David, and both Norway and Scotland, Craig? If you can start, David. Yeah, um, start on Sunday. I'll start with the ACD bookings double in the Haugus and Stabak game. Kevin Kriegord and Curtis Edwards both to get booked. That was around 25 to 1. Um, also, the Sandefjord and Le- uh, Sandefjord and Odd. Double both to win that pays 2.4, and there was the brand to score two and Viking to beat Rosenborg, and uh, that was a double that was 2.16. And Greg, uh, for me, I've got kind of three bets lined up starting off the Haugus and Stabak match, and I'm taking over 10.5 match corners at 11 to 10. I'm also taking a brand and Viking double at 7 to 5. 
And finally, Sandy Fjord to win and Volaring a double chance at five to four. And just on that note, um, last chance to get involved in the goal before 30 minutes market in the Elite Azarian this weekend. There was five out of eight games last weekend that had a goal scored in the first 10 minutes. I uh, had quite a few members contacting me to say they backed um, five and got four right. So I think it was £150 for a £3 stake on that five-fold and four-fold. So again, worthwhile doing this weekend, especially on the games that matter. Yeah. There's enough games this weekend to, to get involved in. Yeah. And in, into Scotland at the moment, I've got Ross County over 3.5 match corners and double chance at 21 to 20. And Steinhouse Muir to score two and double chance at 20 to 23. Yeah, fingers crossed. We get some games going ahead in Scotland anyway, Greg. Um, okay, thanks very much, guys. We um, Don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84. Greg, um, and I think the Black Friday offer is still live, Greg, until midnight on the 31st of November. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been really good. Did you say the 31st of November? Yeah. It's not exist. It's forever, but, forever now. Really. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, today's the last night. day. And do you know what? We've had a really great response to it. I think pretty much everyone who took last year's annual Black Friday offer has renewed, which is fantastic. And I think we've had quite a few new signups as well. And have you signed up last week when the offer came out? I think you've probably paid for your subscription for the year already, given how the last kind of week or so has gone. So, yeah, it's been a great end to November. Yeah, I think we might need to extend it after my faux pas to <laughs> <laughs> at least the 1st of December anyway. Um, yes. Yeah, I think we may have to do that. Uh, and David, thank you very much for joining us for this season on thank the podcast. It's been really appreciated. Um, and we'll obviously get I'm available to sub in for Scottish uh, chat. Yes, so David, don't you worry, sir. He will be involved in the Scottish podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can uh, just give us a list of all the places that you've scored goals in, we'll make sure we shoot all <laughs> them in. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I really appreciate your uh, contributions this season. Uh, it's been it's been brilliant and it's been a thrilling season. Uh, and really to see and over league and um and just hope we get a, a, a fitting climax this weekend yeah, as well sure i think we'll, i think we'll get something yeah. something good going and on. i guess for me a, a big thanks to everyone that listens to the podcast this is our fourth season now we've been doing the norwegian podcast we've focused a little bit more this year on the lower leagues and i think between david and i we did pretty well on finding a bit of value some good team news as well in the lower leagues especially on the, the b teams so same again next year um we'll hopefully come back bigger and better yeah. Indeed. So that's us for this week's podcast. Right. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching if you're uh, on YouTube as well. And best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. All Cheers, the best. Cheers, guys. Have a good one.